I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, my name's Chris Paul and I am the CEO and founder of Man on Inverclyde, a mental health charity based in Greenock in the west of Scotland. And we're bringing you this message today to raise awareness of mental health and raise awareness of our charity and how we can maybe support you, your friends or your loved ones if you need it. Now, we started off as a suicide prevention charity and we're continuing that mission. We want to break the stigma attached to mental health. We want to break the stigma attached to men's mental health. And I know that a lot of men will be listening to this podcast. So please get in touch with us via Manon and Verclyde on social media. Um, you'll find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you're not on social media and you want to get in touch with us via email, just type in support at manoninverclyde.com. Our landline here is 01475-910258. So yeah, get in touch with us if you're struggling with your own mental health or you're concerned about a friend or a family member. One of our staff members are volunteers here to support you. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few podcast, the Rangers podcast who thought it was a great idea to delay uh, showtime for a whole hour tonight in the hope that Rangers would announce a marquee signing. Um, let's hope that's not in vain. Um, my name's Sean McDuff, I'm your host for tonight. We're obviously live on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. Um, if at any point <laughs> any of the listeners see any rumours or anything starting, stick it, your comments in the comment section. We desperately need a signing to talk about because we've been gearing up all week to be talking about an incoming signing for this pod. Um, worst comes to worst, there's a small matter of an old fun game on Saturday to look ahead to if we really run out of talking points. 
get to join me tonight. First of all, Chris, how are you, Chris? I'm very good. Thanks, Colin. Um, the usual nerves have kicked in now before Saturday. I've went all week going, oh, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. Then this morning it's kicked in and I'm ready to go. I know, it's a, it's a usual uh, pre-old fun rollercoaster of emotions. Like You'll go through every eventuality for a drop on either side or a draw and it's aye, starts and knots by the Sunday. Um, that's before MD even touches a drink. Absolutely, mate. And I'm texting everybody saying, we're going to do them, we're going to do them. Then in my head I'm like, I'm not even going to watch it, we're getting humped. I know, it's pretty standard for uh, Derby Day. Yeah. Also joining us from the continent, Davey T. How are you, mate? Yeah, great. But disappointed that, that doesn't look like we're going to bring somebody in. I was hoping, I mean, we're, we're putting a lot of trust uh, going with one striker at the moment because uh, Morelos isn't fit. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't see us going, going out with your uh, or anything like that against Celtic. So, although we might have to, but um, the, no, a bit disappointed. I thought, I thought we might bring in a striker and maybe a right winger. But I think, oh, I've got a dog barking in the background. That's what your dog thinks of that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I, I suppose we're, we're putting our uh, faith in Matondo, and yeah, hopefully, he comes good. Right. I mean, it is only, like, it's not even five past nine yet. We all we can all think back to that night where Rangers' Twitter kept us up to well past midnight um, on Adrenaline when they announced Ryan Kent signing permanently. Um, <laughs> I don't know um, I don't know what was more exciting, Ryan Kent signing or um, the, the leaked photos for his brother's Facebook. Uh, so you never know. You never know what can happen on transfer deadline day. Um Hello to all the listeners who've already got their comments in as well. Um, you know, the usual suspects, Teddy Bear um, and RSD56. So again, tonight we're going to talk through briefly on the Queen of the South game, the transfer window and how our squad's looking and then the old firm as well. So get your comments in at any point. Um, Chris, Tuesday night, I mean, I think it can best be summed up as... That's going to be a game where it's going to pop up in a quiz in ten years' time. You know, where, where did where did Robbie Year get his first Rangers goal? I mean, that's his, it's not a memorable night, is it? Um, but the main thing is we were through. Listen, mate. Most important thing is we go through and there's no injuries. We both we both got them. Do you know what I mean? Um, Robbie Year scoring was a highlight. He went every Rangers striker to score in their debut, especially at Ibrooks. And for somebody so young, it was brilliant. You could see how much it meant to him. Um, we Devine looked great I thought King strolled it a couple of missed passes but God what player doesn't even miss passing at the moment the, the disappointing fact was just Sakala um, do you know what I mean he's not been in the team it's been well documented he's not been given a chance then he gets his chance and I thought he was quite poor and uh, Matondo didn't really fill you with confidence either but it's early doors we're not going to write him off it was just a night of like 1-0, then they score, which, by the way, we'll give credit, was a fantastic finish. No, Aye, no, that, that was a terrific finish, by the way. I've, you don't see very many goals like that against you, but so credit where credit's due. It was a ballsy attempt as well, you know. But um, you could see McGregor's face, he was raging. That was his first game of the season, he's conceded due to a mistake. But um, I, then McCann coming on, do you know what I mean? Me and David discussed before it, but McCann looked... Like it wasn't out of place at all, you know. 
really encouraging. Scott Arfield getting two goals. He, do you know what I mean? He will play his part this season. Aye, that's... Um, I think, Davey, Chris touched on Sakala Matondo there. I think Matondo, there's, we still need to give him time. He's only in the door. But I think this was Sakala's chance to um, stake his claim for... Not no for Saturday, but to be more a more a regular feature in general because there's a lot of games. There's something like oh, there's twenty odd games over the next seventy days. Um, there's a lot of football to be played, and right now Sakala has been bit part of that. If if any of us serious about him coming in and uh, featuring regularly, then we want at least two or three goals off him against a a, a struggling Championship side. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. I thought actually Sakala wasn't that bad, apart from the the the, the pass to to Connor. Uh, guess what you said, a brilliant goal. But it was him that that, that gave the ball for for yours first goal, or yours goal. Um, Aye, true. <laughs> he he crossed it to to Kamara, but what a sublime <laughs> pass from Kamara! That was absolutely brilliant, and yeah. It's going to be, I'll tell you, there's the, the rumour that Kamara is going to be uh, off to Nice uh, before 12 o'clock. That's, that's, going to be, that's going to be murder if, if we lose Kamara in this window. I, I just hope that's a rumour and it's not true. Because then we're really down to, yeah, I don't know. The only thing is it might make place for McCann. And yeah, McCann has looked really good. So when, when, when one door shuts, another one opens, as they say. So hopefully that's the one for McCann. Aye, that was um, just to kind of run through the events of the game then, because I do want to come on about Charlie McCann. Um, we'll quickly run. We don't need to really speak anymore about Queen of the South's equaliser, I'm sure. Um, but the first goal, Chris, um, Robbie, you're getting a, a fine finish. Um, a good play with Kamara and Sakala as well. But first 10 minutes, what a start to his competitive debut. Eh? Definitely, mate. And you know what it's like, if a striker wants to score goals, if he doesn't score, he comes off and then his back of his head, that's one, then he maybe gets another one, that's two, or no scored, so he's got that burden broke, do you know what I mean? Especially right in front, right in front of Brimlin Road. Every kid's dream, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm hearing he was a he's born a Rangers fan, so I could not imagine what that felt like. What we forgot to touch on as well, so I should have mentioned, was we Red Fan, he was brilliant too. Aye, I was going to mention him for the second goal. He... He looks so comfortable on the ball. It is like, um, and he's how he reads the game is terrific. He's probably touched. I thought he was losing the ball a wee bit. He ran too far. Then he dragged the ball back. Then he cut it in for the second. was brilliant. And I was sitting to Davey before it as well. We had a couple of pops for long range. So, I mean, they went by the post, but I mean, you put pressure on keepers like that, we'll get goals for it. Um, Robbie, Robbie, you'd have thought he wasn't really involved much after that, but. Oh, you know what, it's a big occasion for the boy. We'll take it away from him. It was great to see him on the score sheet. And, um, Lovelace, when he comes on, he was involved a wee bit in the third goal, but he never had much of a chance. But he certainly gets himself about. He looks, he looks a, a different type of striker for Robbie here. That's yeah. why I noticed they, they, they both do seem, I don't know, um, I don't know if it's unfair to maybe compare them to Sholak and Morelos just yet, but... Um, I don't know. You all looks as if he will be a bit more prolific around the penalty box, but Lovelace looks as if 
I've never seen a 16-year-old like that. See, see the rumours that Rangers are taking like mental coffee at World Cup? He's not doing it any. He's he's <laughs> not doing anything to cause you rumours. Oh, it's inhalers I've been hearing as well. <laughs> inhalers. Oh, um, she was she with the calling with the, the your goal. I mean, we're we're sitting here all made up that we can do a podcast, we can talk about Rangers for five minutes. He's on the park, his debut and scores a goal. I mean, he must be he must be feeling absolutely thrilled. I mean, his whole family will be talking about that. Everybody will be talking about it. It must be great for him. Absolutely brilliant. Gio was one for bringing in the youth. If that was Gerard last, if it was last season, it was Gerard. I don't think he would have played. No, that's Van Bronckhorst was asked when he first came in. Um, that what's his thoughts in the in the youth setup, and he he did allude that he was going to to give youth a chance if they were. If they were good enough. Um, so, while Rangers haven't made any last-minute additions as of yet, the gallant few have. And joining us tonight um, in the live stream, Chris Paul. Chris, glad you could make it, mate. Cheers, mate. I don't know if you can hear me too well. I'm actually on my phone just now because my laptop's a bit of a nightmare. You hear us all right? I can hear you fine, mate. Good, mate. Good. Um, all good, mate. All good. Made it eventually. How's how's everybody? Is it all good? Jittery, jittery. Um, you know, we've got the comments coming in for the listeners. Um, there's a wee shout out to one of the OGs, Scott Hodge. Um, he's wee pal Kieran. Bring back the boy Scott who used to do the podcast. No, oh, that's nice. Eh? Um, that's just calling out. That's that's Scott's best pal. Kieran's an avid listener. Um, he started listening because Scott was on. So it's it's like when you start following Rangers because Barry Ferguson. Um, is your hero then he signs? I get why he's so gutted. Um, so, Chris, we'll just talk about Queen of the South, actually, and we'll just run on the, the, the second and third goal, really. Um, Chris touched on Yilmaz having a really good game, and this was a terrific bad play to set up Scott Arfield. And Scott Arfield, time and time again, since he joined Rangers, he's he's made that late run. Um, he's brilliant at it, and I think it was David that said, he, he's got a part to play this year. Aye, I mean, like, for me, in terms of the game, like, Scott Arfield just pops up <clears throat> when we need him. And he's unfortunately in danger of being kind of classed as, you know, a really good sub for us at times. And I think that's probably one of his issues in terms of playing all the time. But aye, he's in games like last night, particularly when you've got young boys running about you, yeah, I think Arfield's um, brilliant for it. Um, but uh, I just wanted to kind of touch on, I don't know if you saw already, but um, McCann, Charlie McCann, just the, the ability that boy's got, it's frightening, um, unbelievable. Like you see him feature a, a bit more, I know we've, <clears throat> I don't know if you've touched on the whole transfer uh, window sort of uh, depression that's kicking in today, but um, certainly if that wee guy gets more minutes, then I'd be delighted. I said it before in another podcast, I think he's, he's definitely looks if he's got the um, ability here, but... Aye, it was. Um, it's just one of these games you just need to win, isn't it? Um, the, the the Queen of South came and gave some players some minutes. Yilmaz, as you touched on, some some nice moments for him. Um, and you just want to get you just want to get through, it, didn't you? Really, and get get into the room for the um, the, the next draw. So, aye, we've we've done that, um, and he's he's managed to rest a couple of players, obviously, for the weekend. Davey, I'll come to you because. 
Credit where credit's due. You've been harping on about Charlie McCann since uh, since the break of dawn each day um, for uh, quite a while since he's since he's featured towards the end of last season. It was a terrific um, wee back here assist for Scott Arfield. Um, probably a couple of questions. A, are you surprised that he didn't start on Tuesday night? And B, in the, in the lack of another midfield option coming in, um, if it stays the way it is, is Charlie McCann, not, I don't want to say the answer, I don't want to put too much pressure on him, but should he be coming in and getting regular game time? Well, I might be wrong, Colin, but... Um... I think McCann and Lowry actually started last year in the first game in the League Cup. So, I mean, it was that was probably under... Uh, um, <laughs> I'm stuck for the name. Um, that was, so I think it was in the Scottish Cup, they both got a, a start. Um, yeah. And that was January. So I think that was under Van Bronckhorst. Was it under Van Bronckhorst? Okay. Aye. Gerard, I was, I was thinking about... Um, Okay, I, I thought it was a league cup. They, they, they get a start, but so Scottish cup. But I mean, obviously they get a start there. Then it's funny that it didn't didn't get a start last night. But I suppose it's because Davis uh, and Jack need game time. I suppose that's why they they, they didn't get a start. And obviously, Lowry, he's he's injured. Uh, he won't he won't be playing for a few weeks yet. I don't think so. But um, no, I, 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 I thought he would. Get a start. I hoped he would get a start, and because you don't really see in the, that what was he got last night about twenty minutes. You don't really see what what they what they, they really can do, and when when they're on a full game, then you then you get a good idea of what they can do. And no, nah, I just really really good. And, and, and as you say, I was quite impressed with Lovelace when he came on as well. He, uh, he, he yeah. He looks like a sort of a more Morelos uh, type centre more than a than a Cholak type centre. So he, he was he was mixing it up with the with the centre back. But um, no, that's uh, that's it's good to see the young boys coming through. And one thing you've got to remember as well, Montendo's not not that not that much older than them. He's all, he's only twenty one as well. So I mean that's uh, the thing is when when you're so much pressure against trying to win the league. Get into the Champions League. You really want guys that are up and running and not projects, projects for the for the future. And that's what I think Montando Man, is a uh, project for the future. And it's yeah, it, it, it's taking a big risk because if, if we don't win the league or get or win the Champions League, <laughs> we're not going to be in the Champions League next year. Uh, we'll need to go through the the, the first rounds again. So it's it's a big risk. I really I really think we should have we should have brought something in, but obviously the manager didn't, or the manager did, and Wilson didn't, or the board won't won't finance it. So we're right we're right. Come on the on the the transfer activity or the lack of transfer activity today. Um, I suppose um, I really want to kick us off with how are we feeling about the squad. Right now, um, so Chris, I'll come to you first because um, there's kind of mixed opinions and uh, or mixed comments in the comment section. So, Stevie, for the board to call it out, whether give you a chance or we fill the squad with other players, you know, I think it's a fair point. Teddy Bear also calling out, we can give you a, you a chance in the domestic cups, but we need options, especially in the forward areas for the Champions League. Um, 
where do you where do you where do you feel we're sitting with the the squad and the options we have the new for battling in all fronts, the league, the domestic cups and the Champions League? <laughs> it's hard to say because we don't get a proper picture from the club. We've got rumours that Lawrence is out injured. Now we're getting rumours that Tav's injured. Do you know what I mean? If Lawrence isn't injured, or if it's not as bad as the extent, I, I'm in the comfortable side of it at the moment. I feel that, do you know what I mean? We've got a bit of, a bit of what do you call it, a bit of, a bit of depth now. We've got decent enough players. That, right, it's not, it's not a starter for me, but it's not the worst to have as a backup. Do you know what I mean? Whereas we've got Lawrence and Tillman, Davis will play his part. You know what I mean? You just can't write Steve Davis off just when you think he's finished. He just comes back and he plays a man in the match performance. And you're, you're praying to God that you can get that for the rest of the season. Arthur will chip in with his goals. It's the centre, obviously, the centre back thing's worrying at the moment because we don't know what's happening with Suter. You, you hear comments here, you hear comments there. The club's not confirmed anything. We don't know what's happening with Davies. There's obviously. We've seen in the chat what the comp, what's kind of the guessing the situation is with him at the moment. The centre back thing's worrying. Sands is covering in there well, but it's the long term option. But then you forget if we get another centre back in, for example, if Davies comes back or Suter comes back, then Sands could be an option in midfield again. That's where everybody's saying we're light. Kamara will be a big miss, especially in European nights. He'd be vital for the Champions League. Do you know what I mean? I know, obviously, he's maybe not played in the Champions League before, but he's at in, international level. He's played in the Euros for Finland, and he's never looked out of place. Do you know what I mean? He had the great three games when he played in Euro 2020. Um, we've now been in a position where we're not relying on Morelos' goals. From Morelos' signed, I know Defoe came in and Defoe started his first full season. He was banging in a few. But obviously, with Defoe's age, he was never going to be first team regular, do you know what I mean? But with Kolak now, we've got somebody who's come in and scoring, so the, the pressure isn't on Alfie. Alfie, I've got every confidence in me, he's going to come back fighting for this, do you know what I mean? And the Alfie we love in the doors just round the corner. He seems to turn it on at the group stages, you know, that's his time. So I'm in the comfortable position, it's just obviously, we just want to know what's happening with the injuries, first of all. If, if we could just love just to know, like, this is what's happening with Lawrence, this is what's happening with such and such, the time scales, then I can start to panic. But on the kind of, if they're ready, if they're not, you remember Walter Smith, he used to find players in. Darren Cole played in the Champions League, Kyle Hutton played in the Champions League, both had great games, do you know what I mean? So if McCann's ready, there's no denying that, why not? No, I, I think you're, you're spot on when you say, you say a lot, well, kind of rely on what the injury list is like, and Chris will come to you, because I'm, I can see both sides of the argument there, where I think I put in the chat that um, our squad on paper is a terrific squad and I'd be more than comfortable we'd go on and win the league on paper if everybody was available. But right now, no, everybody is available and I don't have the faith that we're going to have all these players available throughout the full season. Hillander, Roof, um, you know, long-term injuries, you know, Suter Davies for different reasons. And I, I would expect more injuries to pop up. And the other side of that coin... We do have a wage bill that we need to stick with, and Hillander and Roof and all these players have, have said they'll be on a pretty penny, so we can't just replace somebody for an injury. Um, where, where are you sitting on it? I'm kind of, I, I can understand where 
maybe some of the frustration comes from with the fact we qualified for the Champions League and we've not um, went out and brought players in um, on the back. Yeah, I can I, I can get it, but I suppose for for me, where I look at it is a wee bit different in terms of the sort of bigger picture. I know we've brought in a bit of income with player um, sales as well, but I think the way that our finances have been over the last 10 years, I don't really blame the board for trying to be a bit more sensible after the outlay of, of the summer. Where my concern maybe lies actually is in the players that we have recruited already to replace the ones that were lost, and I'm not convinced, not, not all of them, clearly. Um, Cholak, uh, Lawrence um, have done great, but some of the other players obviously aren't up to speed yet, so it's hard to hard to comment. They've not played a lot of football, um, I include Matondo in that. But as I said at the the a couple of podcasts ago that I was on, if uh, John Lundstrom's going to teach you, and it's to be patient with new signings, um, and I think we need to do that. I think we just need to be we need to be patient with the ones that have came in. However, certainly when I woke up the day, I actually. I actually didn't think that we would be bringing anybody in. I just didn't feel that we would be would be doing that. The the worry with the squad with the squad that you obviously showed with the the rest days earlier on, you, there is there is um as groups there are players. Do you know what I mean? There's players to cover different positions. But as as Chris has rightly touched on, it's the injuries that give you the fear with it because we're probably one or two injuries away from a bit of a disaster just now. Um, however. If this group of young players is is as good as what some people have been touting them for and saying, you know, the likes of your Leon King, your Charlie McCann's, the boy Lovelace up front. I know the other boys scored last night, but if they're as good as they are, that, that likely if we do get injuries, they're going to get opportunities. So it might not be a bad thing, but it just depends how, how it goes. Um, but certainly it doesn't look like Rangers are going to be doing anything in the next couple of hours. So I know we left this uh, late coming on tonight in the hope. But um, I, I don't, I've not saw any dodgy taxi rumours or anything like that the day up in Glasgow, so um, it's not looking too promising. But overall, I'm all right with it, um, especially if we can get you know the, the boys that we have brought in, you know your Yilmaz and um, Davies, whatever's going on with him, maybe personal stuff or some rumours. But you know if we can get the guys that we've signed up to speed, then then who knows? But I think it's it's difficult to judge up business just now until until we're there for me but if if I'm looking at our best 11 um, in terms of winning can this best 11 win the league um, aye but as we know over the course of a season it's a squad game isn't it and who manages the best squad so we'll see I think we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes over the season um, but the, the rumours of certain players being injured for, for Saturday you know for Lawrence and um for for Tav clearly, um, then obviously that's a bit of a worry if if that's the case. Aye. If if we're ranked without Tav, we're aye, we're fucked. If we're honest, <laughs> um, especially when we'll, we're going to come on to the players who've just went out the last couple of days as well. Um, Chris Robertson in the comments has asked if and are not happening, lads. Um, it's all went quiet in that front, and I think um, aye, again, we're not in the know. Um, don't want to claim to be, but it's not something I do see. Um, happening um, David T the reason I, I do mention that comment is uh, to put my cards on the table I think this squad is good enough to win the league um, and when I say this squad I'm, I'm including the likes of your Charlie McCann and Leon King there's no reason that the likes of Charlie McCann or Leon King can't start against a, a St Mirren or a St Johnston at Ibrox. Um 
and barring disaster, Rangers have enough depth to win the league. Um, where I do worry is the the depth and quality for stepping up to the Champions League. Um, I think we're maybe a bit stretched um, to compete as long with one or two injuries away for, you know, doing a Walter Smith and playing a darn goal or Kyle Hutton. But it's one thing to expect a Charlie McCann to start his stuff against St Martin. I think it might be a bit unfair to ask him to do it at Anfield. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about the, the squad? Well, listen, as well, if we can get everybody back, if we can get Roof playing, if we can get Suter playing, uh, no, King as well uh, showed last night that he, he, was, he was really up to it. Um, he had a few bad passes, but over, overall he was, he was quite good. Um, if we can get all the players fit, and I, I, I think we'll walk the league. But the, the fact is, <laughs> how many players have we not got? I mean, you said before the the the, the pod started, the the the, the cute the doctor's door must be some length by now. But um, it's, it, if we can get everybody fit, uh, roof, uh, then and get Morelos and three three. I mean, that's three world class strikers you've got, and. No, the midfield, we've got a great midfield, uh, even with, with Davis still. I mean, Davis is still... Did, did you see him last night, Davis? He just makes it look so simple. It oh. just it just doesn't doesn't look if it's any bother to him at all. And I think that's McCann's got that as well, that, that swagger. Um, but, um, yeah, Jack's disappointing me at the moment, as we were talking before the, the pod as well. He looks like he's throwing uh, a caravan. Um, I don't know what's happened to him. I don't know whether his legs are gone or whether he's just still feeling from the injury that he, that he had. But um, no, I, I really think we've got a good squad. Uh, I, I, I think it depends what Matondo does. Uh, if he if he comes on to a game, and right, he has some good games, but then the next game he's he's he's, he's not consistent. He's, there's no consistency in his game I, I, at the moment. I think I'm, it's a nice. I'm going to contradict myself here. While Scott Wright has started in a European final, like fair fucks to him, um, I just don't... I, I think he will be useful domestically. I just don't see him being what we need away to Ajax, for example, you know what I mean? I, Ajax have sell half their team. <laughs> they, they, oh, we'll take seven half them then, don't listen <laughs> And And uh, Bassi's he's, he's not really... Uh, in yet, so he's still mucking about trying to find out where he's where he's playing and what he's to do. And uh, so, I mean, I, I don't know where that other guy went to. They, they were they were selling another one to to England this afternoon. I don't know where Martinez was. It, I think you call him. He, 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 I don't know whether he went or not. I haven't haven't heard. But um, sorry, it went through. It went through. Oh, I mean that, that that's a lot of their top players that are that are away. So. We might have a... It, it, now's the best time to get them, that's for sure. I wonder what the Ajax forums are like with their fans panicking about their transfer activity. They've lost half their team and nobody's coming in. Uh, it, but, I mean, they've, they've, they've got some amount of money brought in anyway, that's for sure. 8, 84,000 and then I think the one the day was 43 or something like that. And I know you were saying there about, about uh, Scott Wright playing the European final, but if Kurt Broadfoot can play in Europe, there's hope for us all still, without a doubt. <laughs> He was um, he was taking foul throw-ins in Europe, and I'm like, what, how how is that how is that possible? You can take a foul shy, and 
in a European competition. Like, so I, there's, there's hope for us all. He's definitely not the worst uh, Rangers player to play in Europe, Scott Wright, without a doubt. Aye. Scott, Scott Wright does a job. Uh, he gets a hard time with the Rangers. But I think in general, we've been we've been fans of him in the, on this pod. I know David Park. Um, you know, I think he he says it all the time. If Scott Wright has uh, the swagger of Scott Arfield, then he wouldn't even be fucking playing at the Rangers. It's just confidence. Um, so, Chris, um, Chris Hampton, I'll come to you for this one. Um, the the big rumour that's been the last couple of days has been Ross Barkley and um, Boyan 070 saying that maybe maybe we've got this lined up because being a free agent, he doesn't have to be signed by midnight. And Teddy Bear calling out that Rangers are five to four favourites to sign him. Can you see this happening? Do you want it to happen? don't know, mate. He's good pals with Lundstrom, isn't he? They played together in youths and stuff like that. They came together. So I'd imagine Lundstrom will be bigging him up. But then... Do you get the kind of flashbacks of Ramsey? Do you mean Barclays likes his injuries as well? And there's rumours of him being a. Uh, there's rumours of him as well. His professionalism isn't. Do you know what? He's a good player, mate. He's a really good player. Would I be against it? No, but we're bringing in money. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to break the bank. It's worth a punt, but <sighs> at the point you think to yourself, is this going to be it? Just another. One brought in just to keep the fans happy. Because you look at the previous, we've had, we've had Andy King brought in, who never even played. Zunga, who never worked out, and then Bakuna, who left in January. Do you know what I mean? They were all last minute signings. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's a, that's a really good point um, and one that I did want to talk about Um Chris Paul, well, I don't know if you've seen the the comments that Gio was asked about his squad and after the Queen of South game. And he, he did say he's, he doesn't expect too much to happen. He's comfortable with the squad he's got. So the cynics will say he was just saying that. He's been told to say that. as the standard line. Or the glass half full kind of guy. Um, he might generally just be saying what he thinks. He might be just happy with his squad. Um, I think yeah. regardless what any of us think, the person who has to be comfortable with the squad is Gio. Aye, aye, definitely. Like it, it needs to be him that that obviously makes the calls. And I think if he's happy with it, if he's content with what he's seeing, um, then who are we to judge? Do you know what I mean? But I think for me, it was it was kind of hinting at the it was hinting after the the, the Champions League sort of the the post match interview that you know we'd maybe like to see something happen. Um, with, with the squad never went into too much yet but we just need to see where it went I just get the feeling that he's not got too much of a say over really transfers um, to be honest Gio I think Gerard had had a wee bit more clout in pool with Ross Wilson um, I just kind of feel that especially players going out the way 
Um, I think Gerard made it quite clear that they weren't going out. Whereas I think with Gio, we've, we've definitely saw a lot of movement in players. Um, but I, I mean, if he's happy with the squad, then as I said, he's seen it every day. I agree with what Chris is saying. You know, some of them players, the names there, kind of gave me the fear. Um, the ones that were signed sort of last minute, um, who done absolutely nothing for us. So on the Ross Barkley one. Um, I kind of like a maverick, do you know what I mean? He's like, guys, got a bit of ability, um, Barkley, ain't he? But given the fact he's a free transfer, we could probably make that one a bit later, couldn't we? It doesn't need to be the, the night, is that the case? Or does it need to be the night? Aye, uh, it doesn't have to be the night. Um, Aye. Aye. So. But no, I mean, if Gio's happy with it, then, then I'm I'm relatively content with it. Um, at the end of the day, he, he knows what you're needing when you're trying to do a 60 game season, do you know what I mean? We've just came out the back of one. Um, and. I, I suppose if he's alright with armour, I think it's just totally dependent on the, the injuries, you know. I think it's totally the, the, the dependent on how things go, getting these players back, um and, and pushing forward with the squad that we've got. It must be it must be relatively content. DBT, um well there's not been too much happening in the way of incoming transfers. Three players have been out over the last couple of days. Um Two permanently and one on loan. Um, Stephen Kelly away permanently to Livingston. Um, I, I was a fan of Kelly, um, but it's just one of those things. I think that'll be a really good move for him. Zukowski away on loan to Lake Poznan, which really signals that Adam Devine's going to be the, the backup to Tav. And the one I really want to get your thoughts on, Nico Katic going away to FC Zurich. I know you're a big, big Nico fan. How are you tonight? Are you okay? No, I, bro- I broke down at my dinner. <laughs> <laughs> my mincing totties were full of tears. <laughs> no, um, he's a, he's a, he's just an old-fashioned de- defender, isn't he? he, he but he's a, his ability on the ball, you, you know that that wasn't going to be good enough for uh, for Gio. It's not the type of football he wants to play. And that's his big letdown, his, his, his ability to come out. Although he had some great runs at a defence, I remember, from the from from his when he, when he was playing. And he, he had a really good spell with Goldson, him and Goldson together. They've done, they've done well. But no, I, I think it's a shame. I like him. I would have kept him. Because, I mean, at, at least he's not sitting in the bench or, or, or next to the doctor's table at the moment. So it would have been an extra defender for us. If I, if I can just answer Teddy Bear as well, that the, the Ajax can't, uh, so as you, you said as well, Ajax can't uh, buy in players anymore because the Dutch window closed yesterday at midnight. So that's uh, they can't do anything about any any players that they've lost today. Um, that's a... Uh, no, Cottage, no. It's a shame, but he's, he, he didn't, he's not got the ability for this Rangers. He's, no. he's not, not got play-out ability. Um, Chris H, I will come to you. Um, I, I don't think there's going to be anybody who won't wish Nico Gatic well. Um, I think they they alluded to it there. Um, the partnership he formed with Goldson, um, when we were in dire need of some central defense stability, the last game played before Gerard came in, we conceded five goals, um, away to Habs, and it was just. Towards the end of that season, it was like David Bates, Bruno Alves, Ross Martin. I didn't, even, I didn't want to mention him, but the uh, fuck it, here we are. Um, so Rosen and Cartage were an absolute 
dream. Like it, it was wonderful to see, and Katic has played his part in our journey back to fifty-five. And I wish him all the best. I do, mate. I do. You never fault his attitude. You can never fault his commitment. You can never fault his effort. I'm going to sound a bit harsh here, but if we want to win titles, Katic can't be in our defence. Do you know what I mean? You think you see it? Fifty-five season. When Cartage obviously was like, wasn't playing, I, I know he got injured. It was unfortunate, but then our defence was just brilliant that season. Do you know what I mean? The British record for goals conceded in the league and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Whereas before, when no disrespect to Cartage, but I would never got through a season like that with him. Do you know what I mean? He he gave his all. He he was a character. Do you know what I mean? He'll be loved forever for that goal at Parkhead. But he just for me just wasn't the required standard we need. Can I just come in there, Colin, and talking about David Bates? He, he's he's off to Mechelen. He's, uh, he's, he's fucking everywhere, as you know. Was he in Germany and then came back? He's, and then... he's doing a tour of Europe. He's a boy who's getting his travels, at least if it isn't um, quite hitting the heights that he wanted to. Um, Chris Paul, um, we spoke about Cathy Chair, Zukowski and Stephen Kelly. Um, he's had to see those go. Uh, for me, it's it's the right thing for both of them to move on. I'd say. I think the um, Polish boy Zakowski was a, a strange one. He never really featured too much. Stephen Kerr, I'm a bit disappointed in the fact that he's left. He's local uh, to me down in Inverclyde. He's a Port uh, Glasgow boy, um, so I know he was ultra professional and. I think Gerard actually was well thought of when Gerard was in the fold. He was pretty much one of the first youngsters in and around the squad. Um, and I think when Gerard, as a midfielder, like, like you know, looks at you like that as a young boy, it obviously must make you feel good. But uh, it's it's maybe not worked out for him in the, in that sense. And when you look at our midfield, that you know, starting the season, the midfield three and the players that are getting kept out, like Glenn Kamara and Stephen Davis, who for me is, um, as we've touched on, he's, you know, an absolute icon at, at the club lit, um, and still got it. You know, if he's kind of getting kept out, I have chance of going to be numbered. When I look at both, you know, Kelly and McCann, kind of side by side, I do think McCann looks if he's got another level against um, Stephen Kelly so but it's a good move for him Livingston I believe isn't it I just caught that um, briefly the, the, the day um, going to work with a good manager a good uh, good Rangers man is David so he'll be fine um, he'll be fine at Livingston and well looked after um, but I, I can't be player and to be honest I actually think when he went to Ross County I think he was playing under John Hughes um, he done great for he done great for Ross County and John Hughes I think was was you know beaming about him in terms of how how confident he was on the ball how much he professionally was at training so the wee man's definitely got a future in the game and I I certainly wish him wish him all the best because it would have been nice to have a boyfriend in here play for play for Rangers but obviously not to be and the clubs obviously moved in different directions but aye all the best to him and. Just on Katic. Um aye, some great moments with the big man. Some shockers, right enough. Um, some uh, heart in the mouth kind of things, but some great moments with the big man. And do you know what he gave you? And Balligan, actually. Balligan was a lot probably better in, in terms of, you know, maybe technical ability and, and different probably attributes that are, it was better than Katic. But to lose both of them, I think, in the, the one kind of swoop, we've not really 
got a lot of centre halves at the minute. It's a bit strange, but Balogun Mare, Mare. So for me, I would have kept a big man at the club for another year, a hundred percent. But um, wish Katic all the best. He'll be um, heeding people in no time, um, enjoying enjoying what he's doing, a big man. But the goal at Barkhead, as we say, was tremendous, and it, it was actually probably a turning point for us as a club to get a result there. So um, I think that then has springboarded us onto other um, performances there. Um, hopefully another one on Saturday but I wish wish everybody all the best that's moved on for the club they've all played their part in some way Very nice that you yeah, you mentioned the, the Parkhead goal again because that's got to move us swiftly on to this mm-hmm. Saturday um, again folks we're going to be going ahead to Saturday if anything pops up on Rangers Twitter get in the comments um, and we'll bounce back into I don't know signing Ross Parkway or Cristiano Ronaldo whoever it may be um, Chris, um, I'll come back to you for this because me, me and you have both been speaking um, about um, similar conversations we're having that my, my week's been pretty much filled with you know, just the absolute record repeat that Celtic are going to take five or six off Rangers if they're feeling kind um, I'm, I'm not quite seeing that um, I'm, I'm quietly confident going into Saturday Um I know you said at the start of the show that we'll do, we'll go through every emotion between now and 12, 12 o'clock Saturday, but how are you feeling right now? <laughs> Sick. I hate, that. <laughs> I hate the build-up till fun week, you know. You start off so confident, then it goes down, then it goes up, then it goes down, then there's rumours he's out, rumours he's out, then you're going to f- come on. But, listen, I've been hearing the same as well. Celtic just turn up the Hammer Rangers, three or four, nothing and all that. He's going to get a hat trick. He's going to get this. He's going to get that. It's the, it'll be a close match. We need to suffocate in the midfield. You know, you, if you've seen Celtic a season at all, it's the play from the midfield that starts it. Do you know what I mean? We can't give them space. We can't sit off, and we definitely can't try and sit in and soak the pressure for the first fifteen minutes. They're getting early goals this season where we're not in many games. We just need to go for it, mate. That's why. In the battle in midfield, Lundstrom needs to be right up for it, which I don't doubt. If Kamara's still here, I'd play him. Jack, I don't know. I know Jack likes a fight, but it's been touched on. He's not really been fit, but they're definitely, they're definitely in their chance. Do you know what I mean? It's not a foregone conclusion. It's not an easy place to go to either. Do you know what I mean? No matter who's the top form team or not, it's never going to be a place we're going to go there and go, right, we're going to grab them today. But if we get it spot on, as I said, limit the midfield and their faces, suffocate them. And we're on our, we're on our game. I think we're on a good chance. David, um, I, I think if we're being completely honest with ourselves, Celtic are the form team coming into this game. I, I don't think there's any harm in saying that. Um, like Just because you're the form team going in doesn't mean you're going to necessarily get the result every weekend. But what, what I do think, um, I think it's a spot on where how we need to set up. We do need to we need to be aggressive and Celtic Celtic haven't had to face too much aggression in their games for a full ninety minutes uh, this week, uh, this season so far. Rangers are the best they can be in your face, they can be pressing and I, I think Rangers when they do get it right, they're very good at soaking up pressure and hitting with the counter as well, which I don't think Celtic are going to be prepared for. Um how do you see is setting up 
because what, what I really don't want is for us to set up like we did um, in that 3 0 game, just 10 men behind the ball and I don't know, over, like over defensive, if you get me. Well, um, as, as I said to, to you before, um, I, I, if I sometimes watch Celtic, I, I always watch to 2-0. Once they go 2-0, I always think the other team's got a chance at 1-0. But once it's 2-0, I think, OK. So the only game that uh, I've watched that sort of went any length of time was a Hearts game. Because uh, it was at the end of the game, they got the second one when I think where Hearts were down to nine men. Um, and Hearts put them under pressure. Hearts got their midfield on top of Celtic. And Celtic didn't know how to handle it. Hearts could have actually won that game if, if they, the, the referee hadn't brought them down because they were fighting to the last. And any team you see, it's the same when Celtic play in Europe, they get put under pressure. They, they, they don't know how to handle it. They're okay. If, if you can beat Celtic's first block, if you can get past that, get the ball into our midfield, and then Celtic, Celtic will crumble. I, 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 really, I really believe that. But if you, if you, another thing that I picked up with the, heart, the against Hearts, they're, they're, uh, they just want to get the ball out to the Portuguese guy in the left wing. It, within two passes, three passes, they've got the ball to him. So I mean, that's their whole game. So if you can get Jota, as you call him, if you can get him out of the game, then that, that's half their that, that's half their game. So I think uh, two two things: we've got to get our midfield uh, beat the first block. Because that's they're going to do that. They're going to put the player go for the high block, uh, high press, um, and if we if we can get that, get the past the high press, then then and the midfield starts pushing their midfield back. I mean PSV Eindhoven, they thought they were going to do it as well, didn't they? They thought they could get the high press on Rangers, and oh, I mean they they were talking about oh it's going to be three one four one five one for for PSV, and because. Um, Another team had won the the, the uh, four or five won the day the day before that, and they were thinking, oh no, it was seven 0 against Infermon, was it? No, no, Infermon, they can't. Dundee United, yeah, seven seven nil. So they were all thinking, oh, Scottish teams there, they're here for the taking, and Rangers, Rangers just got the brought got the press on them, and they couldn't play their game, and I think that that's what that, that's what will happen as well. If we play good. Um, I think if we we get our press and and, and don't let them press us, then uh, then I think they they wouldn't know how to handle it because they don't they have only got a plan A they haven't got a plan B. So to go going back to Warburton, Warburton's uh, time. Um, oh, I mean, that, that phase gives me the fucking fear. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, but that's the same kind of manager. Uh, I don't even care Porto 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 Potty or whatever you call him. <laughs> but. Um, no, that's a that's a, he's the same type of manager. Just the press, press, press. Try and get try and get goals as quick as possible, and uh, and as long as we can get force our game onto them, then uh, then then we've got a good chance. Really, do really believe that, Chris? Um, Chris Paul, there's a comment for R.W. Lynch about um, about Celtic. No, that used to be. Having eighty percent possession every game, and I, I think I, I think yeah, Davy and Chris are spot on so far. That um, it, it's it's going to be something completely different from what they what they've experienced, and Rangers of Rangers have experienced that already in Europe. Um, 
having to having to fight for the ball back, all this kind of stuff. I think probably the bigger question. I think we all know how we'd like to be set up. Um, bigger questions probably around personnel. Um, for me, if everybody's fit and stuff available, it's a team who started away to to PSV. Um, We'll kind of go through area by area. I think probably the only question mark in defence, first of all, is the left-back. Um, and I don't think it's any do with form for Barisic. Borna Barisic is on, on form. He's he's in the team in merit. But I think we're all a wee bit scared for what happened at Parkhead last year. Mm. I think um, my worry with, with, with the game on Saturday with Borna um, as Celtic get a lot of their goals from this sort of fake offside position with their players where they're, 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 they're sort of offside at the, the time the ball's passed out wide in the centre and then they're drifting at the back post and they're, they're getting goals and they've got a few goals from us whether it's you know a bad, a Kyogre or whatever, Jota um, and my problem with Tav I'm born as much as I love uh, Tav um and I like Borna, but definitely Tav's on a different level. But they do switch off sometimes defensively when balls are, are kind of put in, at the, in behind them. And I, I, would, I would just have a wee bit of a worry there. Um, however, I, I agree with that comment there. It's not a game to fire Yilmaz um, into it. It's got to be Borna um, that plays. But let's not forget as well, Borna's had good games. In, in their stadium um, and he's got the opportunity to kind of get that one out of his system by getting as a good one um, at the weekend so uh, it's, it's a bit it's a, there's a concern there and I do think they will likely try and target Borna but it's up to Borna to stand up to it because he's more than capable of, of putting in a good performance here, um, as we have seen in the past I think just on the game, I think I agree that not only do we go with the same, if possible, team selection for PSV, we need to play with that level of intensity that we've done against PSV. If we go into that game and play it with a level of intensity that we played against Livingston or Hibs domestically, um, you know, away from home, then I, I would be concerned at how that game would go, to be honest. And I think this. this quite clear they try and start games quick they try and what they actually do is when I've been watching them obviously a season you got to remember as well right to, to be fair you know I know I know they've obviously got a lot of good results but they've, they've not really played anybody of massive quality yet do you know what I mean they've not had a massive a massive test yet so be their first big test as a, a, a team I think as a season they've not done any qualifiers um, and domestically they've pretty much you know got, got the results that they needed but they start and end the first half like a blitz, basically. So they start at twenty minutes and then they try and blitz you at the end. So if we can, if we can probably get through the first fifteen twenty minutes um, and cause a bit of problems ourselves, like we did against PSV, if you remember about six or seven minutes into the game against PSV, um, we had that kind of press situation where we nearly get in, um, and I think that I think that put the shiters up PSV to be honest because they were like. Right, there's there's actually a bit of a, there's a bit of a threat here. If we can have our threat and keep it tight at the back, um, then that frantic start will will fade. Um, so I'm 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 always confident we play Celtic. Um, as my old man says, if we start fearing them, we've got a problem. So that's my motto every time we go into a game against them. Even if we are absolute dug shite by way under Pedro and stuff like that, I still is the exact same. So. I think it's it's really really important though that we get not just the team selection right, 
but we get that tempo right, we get that press right, we get the aggression in the right places. Um, and I think we could, I we could get a result on Saturday. But I mean, let, let's not get ourselves on. It's, it's going to be a tricky. Uh, it's going to be a tricky game. They're going to be up for it. Do you know what I mean? But I think this Rangers team have certainly earned the money in the bank from the fans to get the respect that that they can go and get a decent result away from him. So hopefully we can do that European, you know, performance away on uh, away on Saturday against against them and get rid of the kind of domestic away demons because it's although we won in Livingston. Um, it was a bit sluggish, um, and Hibs was obviously quite poor. Um, but I am, I'm confident. What I suppose one of the other concerns that I have, which I don't think we'll face on Saturday unless they play Jack Amakis through the middle, is when we've played up against a big lumpy striker. Um, you know your Nublies, your Dejongs, our centre backs have kind of. Although we get by Dejong and he never actually um, done too much. There was still some threats there, um, whereas they don't really play like that. Do you know what I mean? They play like kind of on the deck, and I think Sands has got the pace to be all right there. So, aye, I'm I'm confident, but we'll, we'll, we'll see how we start the game, and then I'll see see if I'm confident at half time still. Nah, <laughs> Chris, I'll, I'll, I'll come to you as well because um, another Chris has made a really good point about the the, the setup and the attitude. If you like the attitude, yeah, the players um, they need to be up for it. And if you can't get yourself up for this, and you you shouldn't be playing for Rangers, but I think. Um, Right, your heartbeat can be the midfield. Um, and Scott, um, Scott in the comments, Scott Whitfield made a really good point about the the right midfield selection. The the right cover has to be there for Tavernier, for example. Um, uh, or when he's bombing forward, the right holding midfield that he's going to cover. David Pollock um, of the pods, he's he's crawling out for Lundstrom, Tillman, and Lawrence in the midfield. Um, if no Lawrence, Arfield. Um, if we go on the assumption that Lawrence is fit because we've no heard otherwise yet, mm-hmm. um, I would like to see Tillman out in the right again. Um, I don't want to see him there too often, but for a game like this, absolutely. Lundstrom and Lawrence in the midfield, for me, uh, is there an, an argument after what we've seen on Tuesday night and what we've seen so far this season? Scott Arfield could come in as opposed to Glenn Kamara. Um, I think what you do get with Arfield is he, he will... He will Lower and uh, raise the tempo as and when you need it, and he's he enjoys his games. He thrives in that this pressure. I feel for me, he's an option from the bench if it's not working out. I wouldn't have him in from the start. I'd actually be tempted to play Steve Davis. Um, the reason for that is just he keeps a calm head. If they're creating chances, the first five minutes they've seen McLaughlin's had a good save. Or they've hit the bar. Or they've put one by the post. I think Steve Davis is a good man to have in there to keep it calm, you know. Um, you see him against PSV, Ibrox, he didn't look out of place, do you know what I mean? I even think that they changed their tactics to stop him in the second half. That's how good a game he was having. Um, Tillman plays for me, um, definitely. If Lawrence has fit Lawrence in there as well. But Tillman is important. He does a lot of work. Um, it goes unnoticed. And even the tracking down, I'm telling you now, there's a mistake in heart like there was in PSV Eindhoven that night. With Tillman and Kohak tracking them down. There's something like that we're going to we'll do a goal at against them, do you know what I mean? But um, I feel for me, it all comes off the bench. Um, you seen last season in the Cup, we were, we're on the run along, we figure out, we figure out the Cup and handing them the treble, and I feel pops up with a goal, do you know what I mean? I don't know if he's got the legs to have the battle for the full 90 minutes because it's just going to be a constant battle in that midfield. When, whether they're winning, whether we're drawing or whether we're getting beat, do you know what I mean? That, that's what I like about Arfield. Yeah, 
he's not one of these players who has to start to play well or has to come off the bench to play well. You'll get like you'll get the same level of performance for short field over ninety than you will ten minutes. Um, he'll, he he can start well and he can join a game well. Definitely, I, I totally agree. But um, for me, just for Davis as well, what you seen last season when we were the three nothing game at Celtic Park. Um, when they scored straight away, then after that, it was just painful to watch. Do you know what I mean? I know we came into it a wee tiny bit when Naribo could have played our field through properly, but the passing was all over the place. It was erratic. They were pinning us in and stuff. That was where Davis is just that wee bit of cam that can help us get up the park, you know? And it's just... I just really hope Lawrence is fit because I think he can pop up with a moment of magic. You've seen the Nintoven before we scored, he hit the crossbar. We won it. They've been an absolute belter. Do you know what I mean? Long-range shots might be what we're what we're limited to in the first half, especially when they're at it 100%. Then, then if we can hold off the half-time without conceding them, without going behind, they'll start to tire in the second half, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. David, um, we'll come to you. I think Ryan Kent, nail on star, as is big Tony Rose, Virtualak. Um, just a, a few comments uh, coming in for Teddy Bear and Scott Whitfield again about the right, the right wing. Um I know you've said this a few times before, you don't want to see Tillman out in the right-hand side, and I'm not going to be a hypocrite. The pods are recorded. I agreed with you when you said that. But I do think um, it has to be with exception. I don't think Matondo's uh, on on form right now. I don't think he's the option we need. And I think um, with Tillman or Lawrence playing in the right when we need to apply pressure, we do need to track back as well. And we need to be clever in possession. Um, I think that's why Tillman's uh, the right choice on the right-hand side. But I do get we've got a winger there um, on the bench. We've been signed to we signed Matondo to to fill that position. Do the guys have a point? What's your thoughts? You've got yourself in mute, Davy. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Live streaming. That is best. Um, if it's a choice of the two of them, uh, I would put Lawrence out in the right. I would, I would definitely have Tillman in uh, just be, just behind the Cholak. Because um, just what Chris said, funnily enough, he took took my point. I was going to make that point as well, that we're going to, he's going to catch Hart out. And you know, like Hart is, he's, he's a, a magician at getting himself into trouble. So I think, I think that would be the... The anticipation of Tillman is just absolutely brilliant. He sees things long before anybody else sees it. And no, I would definitely have, um, definitely have, if the two of them are fit, well, Lawrence is fit, then uh, I would have him out in the right. Uh, I think Lawrence tracks back better than, than Tillman does. And I, I, I think, have you, have you seen against uh, PSV, he just closed down the, the, really their whole central midfield. Tillman, and that that's where where I would play him. I think he, I think he's the best choice for that position. Starting with you, Davey, as well. It's we've not spoken about him um, too much yet, but I think this is the first time going into going into a game at Parkhead where um, we've what we're comfortable with the, the striking option that is now Alfredo Morelos, even if Morelos was. Um, fully fit and available um, and we'll know the order at the press conference if he's going to be available um, no one would be wanting to start him ahead of Antonio Cholak 
I think this is really important, the type of striker that Cholak is, because he's Jermaine Defoe-esque. While he won't be drawn in and be as involved as your kind of rounded striker like Rufo Morelos, he only needs half a chance. And sometimes these games come down to half a chance. Um, I think Rangers will, regardless of the result, they'll score on Saturday, and I, I do think it will be him. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, Cholak, he's... he's uh, Far more composure than Alfie. Alfie tends to rush things and uh, and and yeah, hit some high over the bar sometimes. It, normally, but see when Alfie gets a chance to think about it, he normally misses. It's when when he when he gets uh, when it's just going on that a set a, a second decision, then then he's 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 good. But if he gets a chance to think, how many times have we seen him run through on his own and then uh, scuff the shot or put it past the post? Or, but, um, no, I, I, no, definitely Cholak because Alfie's just not fit. If Alfie's fit, then 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 it's a bigger problem. Is uh, then I, I think I would go for Alfie. But uh, although Alfie's let's face it, he's not been that brilliant against Celtic, and he went long time without scoring against them, and he got I think he got sent off a couple of times against them. But uh, he lets he lets them uh, get to him, and that, and that's the thing with Alf, Alfie. I mean, it's the same with Hibbs, Porteous. <laughs> he he just loves playing against Alfie because you know you can wind them up. No, and and they they can't do that with Cholik. And Cholik, he just works his socks off the for, for the whole game, chasing down the, the 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 defenders. And Alfie does that as well, of course. But um, Chol Cholik's uh, probably in that department a wee bit better. But the thing is with Alfie can. Can hold up the ball better than Cholak, I think. So it's uh, it's what you want. As I say, goals. How how can you talk against Cholak at the moment because he's putting one in every every game? So that's uh, that that's the way we'll go. I don't think Alfie's fit enough. I mean, he's not going to get fit the way he was two two weeks ago. He's not going to get fit hundred percent fit in two weeks. That's for sure. It's good to hear Gio say that he's had um, constructive talks with Morelos and uh, I think he said that on Sunday um, and that he's been working really hard and he's been pictured at the gym um, actually working not just standing horrible on that so hopefully this is uh, another boot up the arse for Morelos um, that that will spark him into a run of form. Um, but you don't know why he did. I mean, why does he not get that in himself? I mean, he's a professional footballer. Why is he not? I've got to get fit. I've got to be at my fittest. If I want to, if I want to get into the team, if I want to do my best, I don't understand. I don't that understand. is the enigma that's been Alfredo Morelos since he signed. Um, <laughs> there's always been something. He's he's a lovable wee fanny. He really is. Um, that's the best way I could describe him. So that's came in there, Mark boys. Um, before we wrap up and ask for your predictions. Has anybody seen any sniff of a rumour that we're going to sign someday tonight? No, I've been keeping a wee close eye and follow follow, but there's the transfer thread that there's he haw. Oh well, it's um, it's probably going to be the standard gallant fuel work that as soon as we hit that M broadcast uh, button, that Rangers will announce fucking I don't know, Ross Barkley. Um but We'll wrap up there, folks. Um, as always, thank you for everybody who's watched the uh, live, watched the live stream, and gone with the comments. Always um, 
always adds a wee extra layer of fun, um, no knowing what's going to come through. And I add in a few talking points, so really appreciate it. Um, as always, if you can find us a like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast, whether it's you're watching live on YouTube or Apple, Spotify, really helps the pod just um, reach more people. As always, gentlemen, it's a pleasure having you on. I'm going to ask you to say your goodbye to the listeners and give me a prediction for Saturday. First of all, Chrissy H., Thanks for coming on, mate. <laughs> Thanks for having me, mate. Thank you for all the listeners as well. It's great to see the pod growing numbers. So to behind everybody working on it's doing a great job. Um, my prediction for Saturday, I can go with my heart. Two one to Rangers. I'll take it. I'll take it. Always a pleasure joining us for the continent, David T. Well, I'm not going to go with my heart. I'm going to go with my head, and I'm going to say two one for Rangers <laughs> because that's what I think it's going to be. I, I, I think, well, I think we'll get our press on them, and I don't think they'll be able to handle it. I do, th- I do think they might get a goal, but uh, I think we'll, I think we'll get two. So two one, and thanks for having me on. Thanks everybody for listening, and uh, yeah, till the till the next time. We'll be happy. It'll be a great one on Monday when we're happy. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, well, it's, it's a Sunday. Well, Sunday. Like Monday, so that'll um, it'll be doom or gloom either way. Um, <laughs> last but not least, um, the late addition, Chris Paul. Thanks for coming on, mate. Oh, cheers for letting us come on so late. Um, and cheers for everybody for um, listening and commenting. The comments are always uh, make it interesting, definitely. Um Goni kind of make it a full house actually uh, predicted 2-1 um, earlier on the day when I was talking about it to a Celtic fan who was absolutely baffled at the fact I thought that we could get a win there on Saturday so um, 2-1 for Rangers um, on Saturday and I think we'll aye, I think we'll be happy on on Sunday when we're doing it or the river's doing it but aye, 2-1 Rangers and um, shout out to Terry Bear also uh, agreeing with um, the 2 1 comments. Chris Robertson coming in 3 0 to the Rangers. <laughs> I'm going to, no, I'm going to go 2 0. Um, usually I come out with the weird and fucking wild predictions that we're going to scrub 49 nothing. But no, I, I think um, it will be difficult to weather the storm. There, there will be a, a period in the game where Celtic have their chances. Um, I like to think we've wisened up after the last few weeks with that. And I am going to go 2-0, clean sheet, three points up the road, off to Kevin Bridges. Um, for me, what a way to celebrate watching a Tim on stage, eh? Um, <laughs> as always, thanks for listening, everybody. We are the people. <laughs>